Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sour and Sass. I am excited to be joined today by the VP of Marketing, Maddie Martin at Smith AI, uh, also a new directive customer. Uh, welcome to the show, Maddie. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, we're very excited to have you. Now, I was looking at your website, and you all do, I think, a really good job of kind of showing all the different features, use cases, and products of your website. Now, when I was looking at it, one of the things I thought was interesting was you all have done, uh, made it, it looks like a pretty good investment in your partner program. So maybe I, I'm not great at partnerships. So I'd love to learn from you, you know, like Directive doesn't really make any of its revenue through a partnership program. So in your mind, like what makes a good partner program? Wow. Well, thinking from the lens of your potential and your existing partners, and maybe um, I sort of have it in my bones at this point because I started off in partnerships where I was at Food 52, online food community. We had a large partnership with Whole Foods Market, and we were literally paid to deliver online cooking resources. We would go on site and train their uh, cooking coaches on how to interact with their you know, community online, how to post events, how to um, bring the experience of cooking that Whole Foods was looking to you know, uh, promote to their um, home cooks back at home, give them recipes, give them instructions and bring them back into the store for live cooking classes. So at, at Food52, we were delivering that program for them, basically white label. And that was an experience in making sure you hit every mark of the contract, that you were um, really a true partner and delivering value for their brand that you were responsible for. I then went to, um, you know, other content syndication partnerships where if you're pitching to an editor, you have to think about their audience. You're not thinking about your audience. You're thinking about what resonates, what gets clicks, et cetera. Back in a time when a lot of things were ad click driven for revenue at Food52. So that's where I cut my teeth. And then, you know, in other, you know, subsequent marketing roles, I've carried that with me. And I think about always the partner first, what are we going to do of value for them? So at Smith AI, we think, how can we provide value to our partners? And it's extremely simple. For most of the partners who are agencies, um, that is a referral or reseller, maybe white label relationship, where they are equipping their clients with call answering and chat and intake scheduling services so that when those leads come through the forms and you know ads that are you know generating interest in that client's product or service that they're answered and they're captured and they're you know typically on marketing campaigns are fairly well qualified but they might need to be screener or additionally qualified and booked on that that demo calendar booked on that maybe attorney or financial advisor or home services professional their calendar whoever the agency is working for right and when it comes to the sort of entire funnel the biggest breakage point is in the responsiveness. So when we think about what value we deliver to our partners, we always think about how can we take that baton that's being passed to us when the lead initially says, yes, I'm potentially interested and, and make sure it gets connected to the business immediately and that they feel like they, they got a guy, they found their spot, they're going to discontinue their search or whatever it was that was that discovery pathway for them to get to the brand. So, I, and what I want to do is I want to get more specific maybe in the partner program around like referral affiliates. Does like affiliate programs work for SaaS in your mind? Like why? Why not? Oh, like, I mean, it definitely works. There's 
Um, oftentimes a really simple workflow. Uh, we offer a lot of different alternatives when it comes to do you want to pay and, and add service and provide that of value to your clients on their bill? Do you just want to have a simple referral affiliate uh, where you're not really reselling, you're not super involved? You know that your clients are using tools that will improve their business, improve their operations, their marketing operations, the sales and business operations, the onboarding and client support operations, so that your your clients, you know, business is working better, uh, only improves their ability to then go to the next level and work with your agency in more depth, have more bandwidth for those meetings and new campaigns and new initiatives. If they're completely bogged down, uh, if they don't have the right systems in place, then they're going to be more limited in their interactions with you, their agency. So, um, you know, even in situations where it's uh, SaaS referring to SaaS, and we see this a lot, like we might refer to uh, CallRail, for example, because we know that our clients, that's something of value for them, or even text expander that improves their uh, productivity or calendaring solutions. So right? call rail. So, yeah, yeah. Let's dive into that, right? So like SaaS to SaaS, what makes a yeah. good partner program? Is it account mapping? Is it alignment on shared persona is alignment on shared outcome. Like in other words, like do you need a similar point of contact or do you need a different budget? In other words, if you have the same POC, does the partner program not work because you're cannibalizing budget? Like, no, no, not at all. Yeah. I think, you know, so I would use the model of like where there's a CVS, there's also a Rite Aid, right? So if there's enough market for a CVS, then Rite Aid's going to come in and do great business too. Um, mm -hmm. Let's just take those two pharmacy examples. If you have, and we always talk about there are a number of questions with any new partner that we would discuss. And, you know, a few of them are obviously alignment on target demographics. What is the average spend for your client? And are they reasonably in the ballpark? And, and if not, it's not a deal breaker. But are you going to be uh, an easy add on or are you much more expensive than the service that we sell? And we're not sure if they're really going to be uh, with the appetite to, to work with you or not. In the case of Smith AI, you know, we're not extremely expensive. We are in the hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars a month, but it would replace a full-time employee potentially. So it's extremely valuable. It's seen as lower cost than alternatives, even if it's in the thousands. If it's in the hundreds, it's absolutely within the realm of many of the SaaS solutions today. And it's easy for us to recommend the smaller, cheaper ones. Let's say it's Calendly or, or Text Expander. In the case of CRMs, the main value prop is aligning on the target audience, seeing that there is uh, industry alignment, if there's any specificity there, and then seeing that there is a stickier experience when both solutions are used. So the best example is, say, Smith AI and HubSpot, Smith AI and Salesforce, Smith AI and Pipedrive, or Clio if you're an attorney, or whatever specialty program mm -hmm. you might use. In using Salesforce, you get more value out of it and Smith AI when our calls that happen for your business where we answer it, afterwards there's a lead that's created, that call summary, or if it's a chat, the entire chat transcript is logged as an activity in Salesforce. So there's no data entry. You have the lead to work when you have that scheduled appointment. It's very seamless and it makes for a better experience on both sides of the, of the SaaS yeah. partnership, right? Yeah, no, I love that. You said something about add-ons. I, I thought this was interesting. So when I was kind of preparing, I noticed your pricing page has a bunch of add-ons on it. Mm -hmm. 
Do you find that that distracts from the action you want them to take by introducing new information? Or do you feel like it's necessary to have the add-ons at that stage of the buying process? Like I found that interesting because I don't see a lot of people doing add-ons. So I was kind of curious, like why, like what your angle is there and kind of why you did it and maybe what your opinions are. So I think that it plays a really big role. And I think it's one of the most important things that we do and and distinguishing in a very competitive market. You know, this has been around for decades. It's, you know, also not your mother's or grandmother's answering service, right? Like the yield business owner who would add an answering service might have completely different expectations than now. We demonstrate our level of sophistication and depth in the work that we do for our businesses with those add-ons and an understanding that it is completely customized for every client. So it shows you I can mix and match. It shows you I'm in control of my costs and can contain it as much as I value each additional add-on. And it also allows you to see like for certain industries and for certain size businesses, there is not one size fits all. So it it sparks conversation, we find. And then it also distinguishes us because you might read reviews. We rely very heavily on, you know, Clutch and Trustpilot, G2, et cetera, you know, in the the shared search, right? Um, Those drive a ton of business for us. And we know that people are, you know, in the decision-making phase where they are comparing multiple services, they might say, how does Smith AI, you know, look against, you know, A, B, and C. If that's the case, having all those add-ons and not finding or hunting down the direct comparison page that we might have, but that highest ranking one, it's easy to find the pricing page. It's easy to see at quick glance. Are there things mentioned here that I believe I'm going to want because maybe I haven't used an answering service before? Are these things that my in-house team is doing? Easy to see calendaring, intake, taking payments, CRM integration. Oh, they mentioned Slack. I'm going to have a call with this company. And as soon as we get a phone call with you or you complete the form and you're like, I'm, I want to get going right now, you see that the questions we ask that follow are in line with those add-ons and us modeling a plan for you. And that's the way the sales call goes as well. So it's really important in framing the conversation. And we think it starts a lot more conversations than it stops. I love that. And I think also, I guess one of the things I didn't think about there is it also plants a seed for that land and expand from marketing that allows you to like mix like a product-led growth environment with self-onboarding and almost like a demo environment where you can maybe do more value-based selling and it lets you raise your AOV, have a better LTV CAC ratio, uh, and things like that. Now, Maddie, it is Sour Sass. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. I'm going go with the toxic waste. You, you're you doing a warhead? I'm doing a, a warhead. Mm-hmm. It's a pink one. Watermelon. I'm doing... Oh, blackberry is so bad. It's just not... Is there any flavor? Oh, there's flavor. Okay. At the end, they go first they're sour, then they're sweet. You know, um, mm-hmm. the uh, do you like Trustpilot? I'll just you know, I'll follow up, you know, because I, like- I, I mm-hmm. did the SEO clutch back in the day, no um, way, yeah. And then they tried wow. me arm and a leg, and I can't monetize it because of my price point. Mm-hmm. I'm like two or three times more expensive than everybody else in my category, hmm. so it's hard. I can get the lead, but it's hard to get the clothes because. I become very expensive compared to what they're comparing. In other words, pricing is dictated by channel, not by product, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so because of where I acquire the lead, if I do it through clutch, it's hard for me to close it because I'm way more expensive. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, with AI's accessible press point. Mm-hmm. But Trustpilot, like, what does Trustpilot do? Because I don't see Trustpilot rank as well sometimes. Is it more yeah, for like SERP stars and Google ad click through rates and organic click through rates, or what is it for? So Trustpilot, and having been around for a really long time, uh, and and this is you know really important because they do charge annually, and it's not a small cost. They have modules that you can embed in your site that look great. They were very yep. customizable. They update automatically. We have them in our email signatures. Clutch, okay. frankly, is the number one site in my mind for the mini case studies that are created. Like the other day, I just used Clutch to go through probably 100 testimonials, go through a word processing system to pull out the most valuable keywords that our clients are writing about and come up with the top 15 reasons why someone is. I did that too, actually. AI, right? Are those the best case studies from Clutch, the way they do the reviews? No, like, it's like, yeah, I always turn them into case studies. To do them. Yeah. Right. I just do video testimonials now because like yeah. they're, they're so great. Then we digest those and put up a case study on the site. But like they ask all the right questions. The, the responses they pull out are so genuine and heartfelt. And yeah. when you're work, working with a service like Smith AI, like it's both software and service, right? So it's very white glove, it's hands-on. We have humans who are answering the calls for you, but then there's also this underlaying technology of AI, of integration, of like machine learning. So it's um, it's appropriate for Clutch, it's appropriate for G2, it's appropriate for you know software suggest and get up and all those things. But Trustpilot, specifically their apps, their, their image generators with the quote overlays, like their tools are really fantastic and they have a great process of reviewing maybe um, erroneous reviews. Like once in a while, someone will review the other day Trustpilot on our page. And I'm like, we're not Trustpilot. This is the Smith AI page. They, they're very hands-on with that. So I think you get what you pay for, honestly. But Clutch in terms of the quality is and their ratings and the way that they digest the company and spit out what they do. They ask all the right questions. So Trustpilot doesn't get that granular. And I think that's probably an area where they can improve. I love that. No, it's a great answer. Now, when I look at Smith AI, and this may be a little bit of my marketing hat, it appears that you all are in a commoditized space competing on features. That's I don't accurate. See, I don't see a ton of outcome-based language maybe, and I don't necessarily see category creation. In your mind, do you th- like how do you think as VP about how to differentiate to see if you might be able to get leverage on your pricing, which could create essentially net new EBITDA or gross margin because you could decommoditize yourself? Is that something that you're playing with, or is there a conscious reason of who your buyer is that outcomes and differentiation matters less than features? Or I, just want, I thought it was an interesting kind of thing there because you have so much industry content. Mm-hmm. Role, like you have so much of that content, but not mm-hmm. a ton of this, like why we're different content. Yeah. And so I was curious kind of what your thought is there. So it, it's interesting that you asked that because, you know, if you don't, if you're not looking for an answering service, you don't experience it. But typically the vast majority of our clients find us through reviews, referrals, an education and an education may be a virtual or in-person event trade show. It may be a bar association, continuing legal education, seminar, et cetera. 
and or co-webinar, you name it, right? Help doc, integration play, uh, page, marketplace, HubSpot's marketplace, right? So you're finding us because you have already done a search, talk to someone, have some intent to um, look into Smith AI. Now, there is a driving force behind that that we want to reinforce for you. You know, yes, it is important to be a responsive business. Here are all the ways that we fulfill that for you. And we hit on fulfillment because of the lead channels and the mix that we have today. Now, do we see that evolving? Absolutely. Are we meeting them where they are in the conversation today? Yes. And I believe that's why we take a more like functional commoditized approach to that conversation, because we see that conversation starting already past that need recognition, because the demand generation happens through the referrals on the Facebook groups, in the webinars. I want to learn more. Okay, we're going to take you from learning more to getting, you know, a call scheduled lickety split. I love that, Maddie, because I actually, that's a great answer because it's exactly the same like process I went through, right? When I launched Directive, I was like, you know, like top three on Clutch all the time and like very much in Google ads and very much like ranking organically number one for SEO agency. And like, so I, I thought of like what I called like ideal customer identification. I want my ideal customer to come to my website and be like, oh yeah, this is for me. And it was mm-hmm. very much. Yeah, like, cause like what you're doing, right. You want this person to come and be like, Oh yeah, this is for me. And I identify it I already have intent. And now I take the action. It's not my then- marketing channel, right? It's, it's not, it, you should find out about Smith AI through, and yes, we have a blog and we're, you know, all the SEO optimization, the landing pages, et cetera. I cut my teeth a long time ago on that, but right now, are we building things that don't need to be built yet? Absolutely not. We are, here with our current market we understand what their questions are what their needs are and frankly with an answering service with a chat service as soon as you feel that fire in your belly it becomes an emergency you listen to the last call that your your tech team took because they're in the place of your sales team you're in all these different businesses like with the owners major like leaders in the company taking calls or missing calls or technicians who are never sales or support or customer service trained. You listen to some of these calls, you see the missed calls and they are absolutely cringeworthy. And then you think I have to solve this right now. Like I have a major stake in this business, even if you're not the owner and you're like, give me an answering service. Yeah. Schedule that call. We are, you know, very discoverable on search, thankfully. So we're oftentimes like in the top ones who rank, maybe you'll go on clutch, you'll see us, maybe you'll find our website directly. Maybe you'll go to your Facebook group in your industry and say like, I need an answering service. We might be in there or have an affiliate in there, have a client in there often. And they say, Smith AI, go to the site. I want to sign up, get on a call immediately. It's, it's amazing because you can also, thanks to our service, which isn't always the case, you're using it as you, as you're wanting it. So If you call Smith AI, you're talking to one of our receptionists. If you chat or text in, you're chatting or texting with one of our chat agents, right? So if they have questions, can you schedule an appointment with me? Yeah, let's do it. And you'll see how it's going to be done for your business. That's an amazing experience. So it's more in meeting that need, addressing that emotion that's present oftentimes when people are looking for us. Then going backwards and saying like, oh, you can do all these things. You don't want to make them think backwards in that moment. 
No, I love what you're saying. And it, it is a different mentality to create that almost transactional momentary sale to match their need. And I did a lot of that uh, for a while. I think the only gap with that that I know you're aware of is it's hard to increase your average order value and it's hard to do brand advertising. In other words, it's hard to generate. Brand try it. And so I've pivoted more to that with myself because of our AOV. But when I had a lower price point, it didn't make sense to do those things. And I didn't have enough margin to do those things because I needed to stay transactional. So it's kind of like this kind of like depends on your strategy. It's not that there's a right or wrong answer. Now, you ready? Uh, I still have the last candy in my mouth. <laughs> I'll join you shortly. I can't crunch. I don't want to make a uh, noise, you know. <laughs> you just swallow it whole. Are you a hard candy, like just swallow whole kind of person? It's so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a mystery flavor. Which one did? You, oh, I don't. Aren't there mystery flavors? The in blue? my toxic waste, there was. So I'm gonna tell flavors. everyone in my next meetings today to like not mind my like pink and green and blue tongue. Oh yeah, this is horrific. Okay, yeah, the second one's so much worse. I just don't want to leave you with that. Um, okay, well, I'll just, I'll give you a minute and I'll, I'll I'll share something else. So, like, you're totally right when it comes to like, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity to increase the AOV in that first call. Someone's coming to you urgently. Your whole point is we can get you started within hours, days if you like really want something very complex, right? So, if we can get you started that quickly, the whole point is can we give you the Smith AI experience immediately? And then when you're happy and you trust us because we're human beings representing your business within hours or days, I mean, that's pretty steep learning curve to just be yeah, in some strangers. Can we then tell you, look, we've been doing a good job. How about we do uh, scheduling for you? How about we help you screen your leads and get the best qualified demos on the calendar? How about we even make outbound calls to those lead form fills? And can we call back those people on accounts receivable who owe you money because we're not just doing lead calls, right? We're also like the front line gatekeeper of your firm. And then pretty much every business owner doesn't want to call their clients and ask for, for money on unpaid bills. So there's a whole range of things that we can do. Are we going to hit you with accounts receivable, which is like a very small, small part of our business? When you, you just know, want to answer service, you just want to Yes. I mean, it doesn't even make us a ton of money to do that, but like, it, it puts us in your brain as, let me ask Smith AI if they can do it first before I go anywhere else, which yeah. makes you a partner, right? It makes you much more than just a solution or service provider software. If you're just on chat with us, like we do have, you know, solutions where you can operate pretty independently. Let's say you just want the chat bot, fine. Most of the time, you're going to have us installing it on your website, modifying your playbooks and scripts, sequence conversations, helping you with the integration. It's going to be an experience like you have at least a consultant, if yeah. not, you know, the live staff behind it. So it's really important that upfront we act in your best interest and we stay focused on what you tell us during that call. Your goals are, why are you coming here? Okay, that's that's what we were going to pitch you on if we had a different marketing strategy. I love that. Now, I had this kind of thought, and I was curious why on this. 
I go into your Smith Academy. I look at it. It's very obvious that you have a large percent of revenue that comes out of law firms. And maybe I'm wrong, but I would argue you have some pretty serious positioning there, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of law firms. Can we agree on that too? In in total in the world, yes. In our client base, yes, 75% or something. Why not just say you're for law firms and then take more market share, increase close rate, get better efficiency on all your advertising KPIs by creating better focus, cleaner data list, use first party data. So you can literally build a database of every lawyer out there. You're not creating waste by using third party targeting. Why not just go all in on lawyers? That's a fantastic question. So we have been very focused on attorneys and we have been uh, having our doors pounded in by home services. And there's also a thing called COVID that happened. So we were pretty much 90% focused on lawyers through like 2019 with some other inbound leads that would come through that we would say, absolutely, yes, we can serve you, but we weren't paying for any marketing on those channels. Um, Last year, and frankly, our marketing budget is still very low relative to sort of the growth trajectory that we're on. But last year we saw home services booming, legal services really up and down, depending on, you know, the practice area you are in, if you're in personal injury and you've got a lot of, um, you know, car crashes and DUIs and no one's driving or drinking at a bar, then you're going to dry up a little bit, right? So if you've got estate planning, uh, then you're going to see a huge surge in the interest for your services at times when elderly populations were struggling. So there are- attorney and nobody's going to the office. Yep. Exactly. Um, so there were a lot of fluctuations in um, in that industry, and some did very well, and some had a period of really stalling out and, and negative growth. So home services was finding us more and more. The integration partners were coming to us and saying, we've heard great things. We want you to answer calls for our businesses. And can you also work with our platform? Can you answer within our platform? Right. So in-app chat started to become this thing with um, a major home services uh, platform where we're now assisting. And and that was freeing up the business owners and the and the technicians, the plumbers, the electricians, the people who are redoing everyone's flooring and kitchen remodels over the last year. They weren't available to answer the phone. And frankly, they didn't want more business. The pitch is not never missed a lead. The pitches get home for dinner. Right. The pitch is yeah. like stop working weekends, but run a 24 seven business. Wow. OK, that sounds appealing to me. Like I do want my business to run 24 seven, but I want my cell phone to stop and I don't want to be tethered to it. I have a family. I have plans. I, I you know, making plenty of money, but like I want less of a headache every single day. I need to be better about delegating. I'm going to grow a business that has three locations. How am I going to do that? Where does that start? It starts with Smith AI. So we started seeing like, you know, we're certainly not turning down that business. We also started seeing like SaaS was surging last year, just as home services was in other industries. Um, and as a result, we had a lot of folks sign up for a chat. How can I streamline my teams? I've got all these people now who need to serve clients. They have specialized knowledge. Do we need them to be answering chats or, you know, on Slack, you know, where chats were coming through to their message? No, put a frontline team on it screen, triage, whether it's sales or support, and get them on the demos, get them on the account management where they're most valuable and where they're well-trained. And um, and that was an area where, you know, in specializing your team and focusing them, you also, in a really competitive job market, retain the staff that you've worked so hard to hire. So for a lot of the SaaS companies, even other professional and home services, but a lot of SaaS companies 
are competing very hard for talent right now. And one of the things that you can do is give them meaningful work and having them answer chats and answer calls and do like sort of menial stuff is not going to have them stick around. I see what you're saying there, Maddie. I think one of the curious curiosities I had, I wrote a question around with this and what's the benefit of true, like humanly manned 24 seven chat versus a drift bot in a playbook. Right. Yeah. So, first, I mean, yeah. so start talking SAS, like what, how much performance should I expect if I get Smith AI? And I remember I also introduced myself right to some downside of human air that I don't have with a bot air, let's just say, right. Cause I might not 100%. have bot upside, but I don't have bot downside. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what's that benefit analysis for someone in SAS who's trying to, you know, have a 24 seven chat outside of a bot. So 24 seven, is critical upfront because you capture the lead, but it is absolutely a waste of time if you don't personalize and handle those conversations in a way that the lead is in control of. And the problem with completely automated solutions is that you start to feel like you're being steered with a cattle prod into one funnel. And I don't personally like that. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't like chat is you immediately think, oh, here's this open field that I'm about to walk into. And you realize it's a freaking maze. And like, I don't want to be in a maze. How do I get back out? Now all I see are like corn stalks behind me and I don't know how to get back. So you get sort of overwhelmed. And, And one of the things that we have done is we've said in really predictable situations, We want that playbook there. We want to ask those questions because we're basically filling out a lead form. We're filling out that lead record in your CRM. So we want to make sure that the fields map to a drop-down menu that's predictable every time and you're not writing in a different way. Like, I'm interested in your services or I'd really like to talk to a salesperson, like give them a drop-down menu instead of a write-in, right? But then you have a live person who comes in and, you know, depending on your business, it's really important to have a hands-on, compassionate approach. People are looking for a solution. They often have a problem. It doesn't mean like the hair is on fire. There's some, you know, domestic abuse situation for our law firm clients where I would say to them, you want a human touch. You want compassion. You want someone to say like, I'm so sorry you're going through that instead of let's book you for an appointment, right? Like, no, that's not appropriate in that scenario. You have to be a human first, and then you're going to book the appointment because you've established an emotional connection. Now, when that trust is coming through just chatbots, there, there really is no trust that exists. It might be a fun experience. It might be novel. But at the end of the day, they're on your website not to have fun. They want to get something done. So yeah. it's really what's most effective in getting them to a point where they feel like they're being heard and bots often don't properly convey being heard because they steer you instead of like allowing you to guide the conversation in ways that are not as easily programmed as I think a lot of us are, are you know, swayed to believe in some ways. No, I love that. And I think that's a more customer centric approach than a me centric approach. Right? A lot of times we do playbooks because we just don't want to have an inbound SDR on it or something. You don't want to pay for it, but you're going to yeah. pay for it. You're going to pay for yeah. it in a different way. I love that. No, this has been amazing, Maddie. Well, for anyone who wants to follow along with your journey, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Uh, well, you can check me out on uh, LinkedIn. I'm there, Madeline Martin, Maddie Martin. Uh, thank you for putting that up. And uh, check us out at smith.ai. Uh, you can call, you can chat, you can text, you can have a, a phone call with one of our uh, business consultants. And we would love to talk to you about how our services can help your business grow and thrive. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's really been a pleasure being here and I appreciate the candy that I will um I will very slowly get through over the next year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are so glad that you are a guest today, Maddie. And for everyone who tuned in, that's Sour and Sass. And have a great rest of the day. Bye, everybody.